and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Welcome to August. Mm-hmm. Is this the first episode of August? Yes. Oh my god. July, I heard July was really good for downloads and listenings for us. <laughs> and yeah, our manager that, told us that. Going off of that, I had some ideas to, uh-huh. uh, I think like we might get like another, like one or two listeners if we change the name of the podcast to something like how to assassinate the president, like something like that, you know, like, or like how to build a pipe bomb or <laughs> ISIS weekly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're saying we we go for the uh, FBI CIA Democrats? Yeah, we're going for the FBI CIA crowd, and they'll start listening. Well, you know, just like there's an FBI agent assigned to every person, there's also one assigned to every podcast. <gasps> well, so what's so, up, Charles? Yeah, Agent Agent O'Malley, Agent Charles O'Malley. Hopefully, he tells his friends about us. I think uh, we actually should just add an ampersand to the beginning of our podcast. That way we show up number one on iTunes when you sort by alphabetical. So the beginning. Is that? Yes. I don't know if that's how it's coded, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, Every you know time you go yeah. on your, oh, yeah. your favorite podcast app and then you, you hit search for search podcasts by. and then just a huge alphabetical directory of every <laughs> podcast ever created comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I search for podcasts. Mm-hmm. I go... Okay, I don't care what it's about. I just want to listen to. The... I just want it now, now, now. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the fastest way to get it. That's why I love the Acme podcast. <laughs> Every time I get Dude. into my car, when I plug my phone in, it plays mm-hmm. A Punk by Vampire Weekend. <laughs> that's the first song. And it's not the. I don't remember the other songs that it used to play before A Punk. But I removed them from my phone like after too many plays, and I've been stuck on a punk for a long time, and it's it's not fun. It's not a fun song for your car to start blasting. Yeah, if there's one thing I know about that upbeat indie pop song, it's no fun at all. Play it's it at no my fun funeral, please. On, once you hear the beginning for the seven hundredth time, how does that one go again? Let me trigger Kelly quick. <laughs> Yep, that's it. Oh yeah, dun 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 dun. Yep, that's how it you goes. Right? It. Yeah, we needed. There's a like an egg shaker yeah. in it. <laughs> just yeah, like yeah, imagine yeah. confetti, and that's pretty much a punk. That's how it sounds. Is just it sounds the way confetti the year looks. Society peaked probably like 2009. It was right around there. It was right around <laughs> Kelly's the Kelly's theory of life. Mm-hmm. 2009, that was it. Society peaked, man. <laughs> I, you know. Better. As time goes by, it only becomes more and more true. He says, 2009, feeling fine. And speaking of fine, we got a movie that was eh, fine. Uh, we didn't introduce the podcast yet. Though. Yeah, I was getting to it, asshole. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Scott, take it away. Welcome to Spoof, Scoofs, and Novelty Songs. The podcast about dumb shit. The well, podcast about dumb shit. <laughs> Not a real air horn sound. So, Marty, uh, uh-huh. why don't you uh, give us your little uh, Wikipedia entry about what today's piece of cinema is? We're reviewing 
Fatal Instinct, a 1993 parody film of the erotic thriller genre, obviously pretty much aimed at the two movies on which the title is based on, Basic Instinct and Fatal Attraction. This film was directed by the recently deceased Carl Reiner, a comedy icon and a spoof icon, as he has directed a number of parody films. This is our first foray into his oeuvre. Uh, this film is a parody of the erotic thrillers as well as detective movies and noir genre movies in general. Uh, this film was very poorly received and did not have much success at the box office when it came out. And famously, Roger Ebert, uh, in his review for the movie, said, You know, these spoof movies, I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not. <laughs> well, Roger, here at Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs, we're here to tell you why they're good and why they're not. <laughs> Gentlemen. What did you think of Fatal Instinct? I can't. I'm done. I'm done. I retire. I have to announce my retirement from watching spoof detective films, spoof noir yeah. films. I'm yeah, done. legit. No more. I do not want to watch anymore. They are the same movie over and over and over again. I'm tired of it, man. Let's start well, a house week. podcast. <laughs> of the TV show house? Yeah, let's start a house podcast. Oh, God, no. No, thank you. Well, you talk okay, about repetition. Let's also not limit... Let's let's start a house podcast, but we go over house in the first half and then yeah. full house in the second half. I'm sick Ugh, of these formulaic spoof movies. What I want is a formulaic drama and sitcom. Uh, yeah, right, dude. Uh, the other day I was watching an episode of House and the doctor misdiagnosed the patient and then House fixed it. That has Whoa. never happened before. Was it lupus? Uh, it's always lupus. <laughs> uh, next week we're reviewing uh, The Maltese Peregrine Falcon. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> and and, and dial M for moopy boopy boo. <laughs> I'm looking up Carl Reiner films because I'm mad about the choice, but I don't think you could have chosen much better. No, we were going to do, we had don't dead men don't wear plaid at one point on the schedule. Uh, We moved that because it was like so specifically a noir detective movie and we were trying to avoid those. I did not know this movie was going to be so detective-y. It's so detective-y. You know, I didn't hate it, to be honest with you guys. Of course you didn't. Of course not. What would the podcast be if you hated a movie that was bad? Like, here's the thing. I think this movie had a lot of really good uh, movie-making jokes. Like, there's a lot of good sound effects jokes in this movie. And I think anytime it wasn't doing the plot of an erotic thriller, this movie was a good comedy. When it got bogged down was when it was trying too hard to emulate the plot of those movies, and whenever it uh, forgot that it didn't have very interesting characters, and that drags this movie down. We talked about this off uh, podcast a little bit, but like, what makes something like Austin Powers or Walk Hard work are like you love those characters, like they are great main characters, and this movie is just flat. Uh, but the first thing I really wanted to point out was that this movie has one of the biggest like swings and misses I've seen in like a plot device thing, which is that the main character in this movie is a police detective and a defense lawyer. And it's one of those ideas where it's like, why did no one do this before? 
uh, there's a reason because it's confusing and it gives you no like traction for the character. Like you have no idea what you're supposed to be rooting for at all ever in this movie. I was so thrown why they did this. It was such a wild choice, but it just does not work. There's yeah. just a lot of things happening that kind of led to the next thing. Like each, if you connect like one thing to the thing that happens like right after it, it mostly makes sense. But if you like go, if you like make too big of a jump, like this movie makes no fucking sense at all. Like if you, you know, if yeah. you go from like thing number five back to thing number one, it's like, what, how the fuck did we get there? And then thing number two comes out of the box, and you're like, is this Cat in the Hat? Okay, now we're done with the podcast. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I'm just going go to go back to Michael one, Myers references. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Oh, Austin awesome Powers? No, Cat in the Hat. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's Mike Myers. Michael Myers was the... Yeah, nobody's ever pointed that out before. That uh, Mike Mike Myers, the comedian, and Michael Myers, the killer, these are two very different figures in in culture. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> I hate this so much. Haven't you seen the? Uh, they did that bit in Baby Driver, Scott. You've never seen that. movie? All I'm trying to do is avoid talking about this movie. You're so, doing a great uh, job. So if far. you guys want to talk about uh, the election, or... let's talk about how baseball's <laughs> back for just a second. This is my new segment on the podcast oh, called God. Baseball's Back. Okay, so Listen ba- baseball, to Kelly, he knows the stuff. <laughs> baseball's back, and it's probably not going to be back for very long. There's already like no. outbreaks in Corona on the Marlins and on the Cardinals, so they postponed this week's game. It's only been back for a fucking week too, uh, but it was cool of them to show off how not to do sports in the age of corona and basketball's back just in time to pick up the pace so who gives a rip am i right and that was my baseball talk uh yeah so this movie um (laughs) have you guys seen fatal attraction or basic instinct no so this movie uh it it follows those plots like relatively i'll say this though it takes like an hour before it gets to the fatal attraction aspect which is like he has sex with a woman she becomes obsessed with him this movie waits like an hour before it gets to that and then the basic instinct thing the most famous thing from basic instinct is the interrogation scene where sharon stone like exposes herself to the detectives to try to distract them they blow that joke in like five minutes into this movie and it's like the lamest joke in the movie. She just like says like, "I'm not wearing panties," and then he's like, "Well, I've got panties here." Yeah, and that was literally all they did for like the no, most famous thing you could have made fun of. More nuanced than that, he takes the panties out of like a Kleenex thing. Yeah, he's like got a, a panty lot of dispenser. Panties. He gets this all yes. the time. That's the joke. <laughs> is it my favorite joke? Is that the joke? You is can't. That- you can't not laugh at that and then laugh at like, oh, the spaghetti wrapped around his arm. It's the same thing. You can't. Whoa. No, the spaghetti wrapped around his arm is funny. It's, it's just, not the it's same just two thing. different prop gags. It's not two different prop gags. The spaghetti around the arm thing is playing off of the idea of how you eat spaghetti. The, the panty thing is playing off of nothing. It's just like, 
Isn't it funny that he has a lot of panties here? That's like playing off of nothing. It's like apropos of nothing. They just made that joke. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're right. The spaghetti one has substance. <laughs> Pasta substance. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have you guys have nothing to say. It's, I really it's don't. Truly, he does a I Home Alone st- bit. It's just what, what can that. we say about a movie we've already seen like ten times and and did and did podcasts about ten times? <laughs> we've and already done like this episode ten times. I have seven pages of notes, guys. There's oh perfect. <laughs> Go ahead and you rant on those. I'm gonna take a quick snooze. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was like impossible to pay attention to this movie because it's like I it's just my like opinion of noir spoofs is like even if like they were all like really good i would still be sick of them by this point yeah and so i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i went into this movie with a strong anti-noir spoof bias and then as soon as i like heard one saxophone in the fucking background my eyes glazed over and uh it's a muted trumpet yeah Yeah. come on scott it is (laughs) i think you're supposed to know music I think there was a muted trumpet and a saxophone joke. Yeah, you're probably right. Because I think Clarence Clemens plays the saxophone in this, right? That's like the big joke. This movie is only <laughs> funny if you're fucking like 40 years old. Oh at my least. god. <laughs> I, I, that was another thing is like, it's the best such an old I've man movie. Yeah. Who the yeah, fuck is, is Clarence Clemens? Truly. He's that Bruce Springsteen U Street. You know who that is. Oh, dude, that's why this movie got made. He was trying to make, Carl Reiner made this for his dad. <laughs> uh-huh. It was his dad's. He's like, oh, dad, you're going to love my new film. I made it just for you. It reminds me of the movies we watched growing up. Carl uh-huh. Reiner was like 70 when he made yeah, this movie. Yeah, that's Kelly. the joke, Marty. It's for old people. This movie's okay, for good. olds. Okay. It's for big like, boomers. There are a lot of jokes that are just like old-timey Hollywood jokes. Like, there's a scene where um, they have sex. They do a montage of the femme fatale and the main character having sex, and she, like, spins plate- plates is, like, the big punchline to the whole montage. That's not and the it's big like, punchline. It's one of them. Yeah. Though, but it's, if so it's I like- see one more fucking joke sex sequence where they're, like, doing, like, stunts instead of having normal sex, I'm going to fucking yeah. blow my brains out. There was a lot of that in this movie. There was a subtitles joke in this movie, too, where the person could read the subtitles in the movie, mm-hmm. which was like, I'm like, checkmark, you've nailed one of the tropes of spoof. I feel like this is my big take on this movie. Do people who make spoof movies watch no other spoof movies? Like, they must not see any other ones. It's, uh, they don't want to taint their their vision. You it's know either I mean? that right. or it's like the producers being like, hey, I just... I know I'm producing this spoof movie, but I just watched a spoof movie and it had this really <laughs> funny joke in it. You should do that. Yeah, yeah. You should try out this gag. The ancient Mesopotamians or whatever and the ancient Aztecs were making like extremely like similar looking pyramids like on completely opposite ends yeah. of the world at the exact same like time <laughs> yeah. in ancient history. This is like that, but for spoofs. Okay, so if I was the promoter of this movie, I would say... I would I would have a commercial with the quote. It's like the pyramids. <laughs> it's as it's as big as the pyramids. Scott yeah. Carey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy that like it feels really consistent that all of the like mediocre to bad spoof movies that we've watched all have like identical problems and all have identical jokes. Like it's and so are crazy. All an how- identical genre. <laughs> there are it's a lot of detective and spy movies like mm-hmm. we really have done so many they all detective, have identical colors movie. black and white <laughs> 
or just like muted, right? And they're all shot really similarly mm-hmm. too. Like this looks exactly like Cheap Detective, and they were made like twenty years apart. Well, it's because like, will, we were talking say... about this in the chat. They're also from like the same like ten year stretch of nineteen eighty five to nineteen ninety five. So they just all have right. that like sort of like washed out like cheap film yeah. looking look to them. Yeah, I would say they use like the camera. I, like I can appreciate when they're trying to do something different, but there's just no reason for it. Like they had the cameras, did, they did the whole Spike Lee do the right thing bit where he was talking to the camera and then they moved the camera away so that he's not talking to the camera anymore. Like they did that for a bunch mm-hmm. of different scenes in the film. Yeah. I can appreciate it, but also it's like yeah. there's no purpose behind this. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like why. Are well, you and that's doing the thing. Unless they're they're doing it for a bit, the camera's never doing anything. It's just a fucking like you know medium shot. Yeah, close up. They did right exactly. It's literally like a wide shot in the corner of a room, and then very basic coverage. Like this movie is very just like. Oh, that, and I'm not making that complaint about just this movie. I'm saying like all all of all these of what yeah. I would consider subpar kind of right dime a dozen spoofs are, are all do that. Me as a connoisseur of film, someone who watches <laughs> movies, mm-hmm. my eyes and my brain are just begging for some sort of unique direction of photography. So whenever I see small moments like having the actor talk to the camera and then having them not talk to the camera. I love it. Catches your eye. It's like a big pizza thing that keeps me awake during movies. (laughs) You should be a guest on this other podcast called uh, concertos (laughs) (laughs) items of curiosity. Yes. Yeah. I can't quite remember the name, but those guys are great. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great show. Uh, they did an episode on Citizen Kane this year. Fantastic. Yeah, I love the discourse on that yeah, show. Yeah, they're, they're an old school group. They only do one episode per year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that, they might only do one episode, period. Yeah. Well, well, that's, you know, back when podcasts were recorded on wax discs, that's uh, how it had to be. <laughs> <laughs> you only had 40 minutes to tell your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys know, so Mel, uh... Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks are, like, really good friends, which is why this is even more crazy, because it's like, you should be, you should know better when you're making this movie. You've made other movies. You're a comedy legend. Like, Carl Reiner, very, very funny guy. This movie, what happened? Like, what happened And it had here? such a, like, similar tone to the, uh... Yes. To the, but it just felt like it was, like, uh, Mel Brooks's, like, shittier, like, cousin... Mel Brooks. Like, it really, uh, so the, it, it does feel like a Mel Brooks movie, but it also really is leaning in on, like, the Leslie Nielsen style of the thing, because this, the main character, that was my big takeaway, was that they weren't really trying for much of a character, he mostly is doing, like, a Leslie Nielsen impression, is what it felt like. Like, it felt like he was kind of constantly, like, doing this, like, mugging for the camera, and make a funny face, and just be all over the place, but he was not as... Like, Leslie Nielsen's really deadpan when he does that yeah, stuff, he's and this at, guy... he's good at, like... He's, like, the lead, you know, comedy actor, but he's good at being, like, the straight man, almost. Like, it's yeah. a weird combo yes. of the two. 
Uh, everybody reacts to him. That's what's funny in those movies is that everybody reacts to his character being crazy. Yeah. Like his character doesn't realize that he's being funny necessarily. Or it's like much. he and he's reacting to himself like he's normal. Yeah. Like that's the right. thing with what's funny about Leslie Nielsen is that he's like uh you know, he'll be like driving backwards down the street and like, oh, all these other people are going the wrong way and he just says it like yeah. very like seriously right. and deadpan and that's the joke. Where like this guy was just like a normal man put in these like kind of crazy scenarios, but I don't know. It's like this guy had like one fit, one foot in the crazy world and then one foot as the yeah. straight man. And it's like, which is that's it's the, goes back to the detective and lawyer thing. What were they thinking? You can't, do that with a character you can't it's also i you, feel like so many of these so, spoofs have the problem of like either you're on the rails or you're fucking off you can't be like yeah, some of the time right. in doing one and some of the time doing another there's like a good chunk of this movie that i was like in love like i legit thought there was a good like 10 minutes that i thought were really really funny and it ended with the rosie o'donnell parrot scene where the parrots are way too loud and they're screaming over them I loved that. That that part of the movie, they were doing a lot of, like, Foley jokes. Like, a lot of, like, he was, like, he had, like, a creaky door, and the door was, like, way too creaky. Or he was, like, rubbing something, and it was making, like, a way too big of a sound for every time he did it. That stuff was, like, I was dying. I was actually laughing out loud at that stuff. And then, like, that could have right been You could that, splice that into literally any other spoof movie. And it would sure. still be good. Because that's the thing, yeah. 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 Like, that's the stuff where it's, like, I just think they slapped on this plot to the movie, and every time they cut back to the plot, it would just be a normal, plotted comedy movie, and that's where I was just like, ah, like, why are you doing the wacky, uh, hyper-aware stuff, and then going back to this like convoluted femme fatale plot, which... Not even just in spoof movies, but just in general, has been done like a thousand times. Like, it it kind of has the anymore. same problem that uh, Hungover Games did or in, in a lot of these spoof movies that are like a spoof of a specific um movie is that they they get too bogged down in trying to like write a yes cohesive plot that like follows the beats of the story that they're making fun of and but like is like a take on it that's supposed to be like funny or whatever but it also has to like make sense and that's the thing with these like mystery ones is that like okay if you're gonna have a mystery then you have to like like everything has to track so when you get to the end or whatever and like get to your climax then like you know yeah you put all the pieces of the puzzle together in a way that's like satisfying and so to do all that it's like it's like a totally separate game from then like just make jokes and be funny right right which just make your plot simpler like Make it easier on yourself to tell the story so that you have more room to tell jokes, and the story will be so much more satisfying because you didn't spend so much they time. They could have put to be all the, and that's the thing too is that it it seems like that they didn't have a ton of material from the the source no. material. They you know I think they like started out saying oh we're gonna make a spoof of these two movies because you know and they thought you know I'm sure just like with everybody else the first thing that jumps to mind is the fucking legs open yeah. thing. And um, so they're like, oh, this is rife. For, and then you actually sit down to write it and find out that it's not that easy, but you're already like right. stuck in this. Like it's it literally they could have made all the same basic instinct references. You could have just lifted those and put them in a, a naked gun. Like the naked gun could have yeah. a scene that references these movies and it would be great. 
Oh, I bet when we get to the third naked gun, I guarantee there's probably one. In there, uh, I didn't I know they made a third that. naked gun. Oh, there's there's a couple. I know more there's of a thirty three and a third naked gun, but I didn't know they made a third one. Oh wait, I no, because there's like a twenty. Yeah, there's there's, there's two more. I think. I think like there's naked a naked gun. Yeah. I think naked gun, thirty-three. Yeah, I know there's a naked gun, two and a half. Uh, there's a two and a yep. half and a thirty-three and a half. But I didn't know they made a third one. Oh God, shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, mine is bad. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking. I forget what you said. <laughs> you can't even be mad at me for it. That's then. it. Edit it back in. That thing you said that we all groaned at. <laughs> I'll put it back in here, right here, with a little. Yeah, you have noise. to go find yeah. that clip. <laughs> yeah. I'll, oh, go find it. Yeah. Like, I don't listen back to all of this. You don't. You It'll don't be edit so shit. Hard to find. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> oh, let's have it out. All right. Let's have it you out. You said we were going to rumble before this episode. Fuck rating the movie. Let's have it out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's go. I don't respect you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My heart. I'm just oh, kidding. Kelly's asleep. You know Kelly's I'm joking. Now. You know I'm joking. <laughs> Kelly. I know you are. It's, Kelly, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to berate you by asking you to like have more opinions about this movie unless you do <laughs> i Let's, don't yeah. i have one opinion i'm really glad uh, we chose this one to uh, honor carl reiner uh very cool of us to shit on one of his movies to respect his death hey he'll never have to hear this <laughs> it's not like we we couldn't do the jerk and we all agreed not to do dead men don't wear plaid so it's like we couldn't you know or we could have just done the jerk do? We we're supposed to do Spy Kids. That, yeah, we're Kelly. Shut up. We're doing that soon. We're doing that soon. Oh, we were supposed to do Muppets Treasure Island. We're doing that soon, also. Oh, really? That's in there. Nice. Yes. All right. Then God. I'm not complaining. This is just my week off episode. I'm working yeah. part time this week. Two weeks from now, well, I have a feeling you're going to be very happy, Kelly. Yeah, oh, I've I been, have a feeling. I'm always happy. Our next two movies, you might be very happy to find out what they are. <laughs> you mean the one that, like, Shrek or the one after Spy? Is, is, are we doing, so we're doing Shrek Our next, next week. Our next three movies, you're going to be very happy about. Ah, Shrek's not my cup of tea. Wow. Oh, save that. I'm a All right, Shrek let's, let's guy. review. Oh, my. We oh got to get the God. fuck out of here. Rate, <laughs> rate, right, it, rate, rate it, rate it, rate it. Okay. As a spoof, five out of ten. I liked the movie-making jokes that they made, but all of the specific stuff was bad. Uh, and that was the craziest part, is that this was a specific parody movie, and the specific parody was not very good and not very thought out and didn't very have a point. Uh, as a movie, four out of ten. Like I said, <laughs> I like some sequences. <laughs> and I, there was some good jokes. and But overall... No likable care. No characters I cared about. The plot was all over the place. It wasn't that funny. Whatever. Go on. Four out of ten is a movie. Four out of ten is a spoof. I don't have a lot to say. I'm sick of detective noir films. I don't know what basic fatal instinct, whatever. I haven't seen the movies that it's making fun of, so I don't have that as a reference. Um, yeah, that's it. So as a movie, you liked it as much as Marty did. Apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Go three lower. out of you, ten. Thank you. Thank you. God. Okay. God. Uh, as a movie, two out of ten. Cause <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, if this had been the first... If I That's if we had I watched would, this yeah, instead I'm try, of... Um, I'm trying not to be biased by giving it like a... Oh, it, like, it's not awful. And Carl Reiner just died. So, I mean, I'm not going to... Again, I don't know why. <laughs> what is there a rule that you have to 
<laughs> be nice. Yes. You have to honor somebody's memory by lying about how much you liked their movie. Yeah. Yes. If he was alive, you would have given it a zero out of ten. <laughs> I truly yeah. think everyone, no one likes this movie. Like, it's not like we're picking on a movie that's like has fans. You yeah. Know? So like, it's okay to be mean to it. Two out of ten. <laughs> uh, and uh, as a spoof, yeah, I'll say three out of ten because it is like a very much like just below average spoof. It definitely yeah. is a spoof. It's just though. You guys started this by saying that the Hungover Games was a 10 out of 10. It was. I knew exactly what it was making fun of at all (laughs) corners of the film. You're right. We need to go back and amend our ratings, because if our ratings don't make sense week to week, then what are we even doing? Well, anyways, that was fun. Scott, hey! Hey, what's up? Oh, uh, I have a song. You got that song for us, Scott. You got a song for us, All right. Well, I know, I know, you know, sometimes when we do these songs, you guys like to, uh, you know, come after me saying, oh, this is a novelty song. This isn't a novelty song. Well, I don't do that. (laughs) Well, uh, this one, we'll we'll just have to see what you think. Uh, Oh, Jesus. It won't let me paste it. Hold on. It's still... Oh, is it the Lin-Manuel Miranda thing again? Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much I have to... The song's so nice, I had to do it twice. All right, here we go. Here's here's your song. Here's your novelty song. Ooh, it doesn't have a preview. This is a uh, uh, the final movement in uh, Camille Saint-Saëns' uh, Symphony Number no. 3. Uh, it's commonly known as the organ symphony and, uh, about 30 seconds in is when the sort of main theme of the Maestoso, uh, kicks in and, and, and he really lets you have it. Um, so yeah, hopefully Marty will cue us in right there at 30 seconds. And, and here is the main theme from Camille Saint-Saëns symphony number three in C minor. So uh, Saint Sans uh, considered this like sort of uh, the pinnacle of his uh, symphonic career, and and many uh, uh, critics uh, agree. So um, yeah, what did you guys think of my novelty song? What? Um, I don't get the. Uh, Is this the wrong link? Explain your <laughs> Scott. I I'm gonna need you to defend yourself here. Oh, you don't think this is a novelty song? It's. You know, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know what we did to you, but I would, I would hope you would tell us if you don't, if you don't think this do is something. a novelty song, maybe I got something else, uh, uh for you. <laughs> Here we have Scott Fitzgerald and Yvonne Keeley in their 1977 duet, If I Had Words, where they take the concerto in C minor and make it into this fun little 70s uh, reggae inspired bop. Uh, They use a children's choir and uh, let me pull up my notes. The words were written uh, 
by uh, a fellow named Jonathan Hodge, who produced and arranged the number as well. Uh, so let's get a little taste of If I Had Words. Oh, you think this is a novelty song? Oh no! Oh no! Is there what? a deeper? Is the rabbit hole even deeper? No. What are you talking about? Oh my god! I'm so I'm, I'm on pins and needles now. If there's a third one, so, I'm gonna lose my mind. This uh, this track uh, did hit the charts. It did uh, reach the charts in the United Kingdom. Would you fellas care to guess where it peaked in the bloody old UK? Ooh. <laughs> Uh, Kelly, go first. Uh, 12. I'll go Why? 25. Why? No, I want to hear the reason for your guess, Kelly. I don't freaking know. The UK is is bloody uh, difficult to read. Okay. And you said 25, Martin? Yeah, I said 25. Well, Kelly, by proximity, gets it. This peaked at number three. Damn. Wow. Mm-hmm. Why? So did you guys? I mean, it was fine. You guys liked this novelty song? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm so like scared. <laughs> I don't know what I you're don't about know to send what's to going Because if you didn't, I'm, then maybe, oh, maybe oh, you'll no. like this. You oh. might remember this little tune from the credits of a little film called Babe. Remember this 1995 classic. <laughs> Scott, you've truly outdone yourself. <laughs> this is If I Had Words, uh, arranged by Nigel Westlake, who did uh, the score for Babe as well and adapted a version of Saint Sans' uh, uh, symphony. Uh, <laughs> this is to version be the one. Score. And then version one is uh, from the end credits where they literally just take the Scott Fitzgerald, Yvonne Keeley version and speed it up, which I got to say really makes it and once once you hear the babe version and then you hear the 70s version you're like why are they doing this so slow this song was <laughs> meant to be played three times as fast and so that that gentlemen that is my novelty song. Adapted from a, a 1886 symphony orchestral work into the end credits of Babe, where... He'd be so proud. We presume that it's the mice, the little blind mice, singing this this tune. And the words are honestly very uh, uh, poetic and, and heartfelt. I And goddamn, it's a good, it's a catchy fucking tune. The Babe one's good. I think you just spoiled the plot of the new Bill and Ted movie. They go back in time and they get Camille St. John's and they bring him forward and they're like, look at what you did, bro. <laughs> and they show him the credits of Babe. Yeah. He kills and, himself. And no, it cuts back to him and just a single tear rolling down his cheek. It's beautiful. The mark I had on the world. <laughs> that will do saint sons <laughs> ooh 
what a <laughs> what a journey you just took us on. Yeah, that was exhilarating. It was. I'm the world I'm of musical vanished. adaptation. It's it's so fun to see how a song can be transformed. Yeah, <laughs> for better or for worse. For, oh God! And in, in this case, who's to say? Better. I think better. The Babe one. I like the Babe one the most. I think I like the first one the most, but not in this setting. Legit. Why does chipmunkifying stuff make it sound so good? I don't. I don't understand why. Like, I. I generally like anything chipmunked. Like the the stuff that Kanye samples and speeds up. Why does that? Like, it just it works every fucking right. time. That's why I'll be when... voting for him. When they made no, oh no. Babe, <laughs> mm-hmm. did they use a CG, CGI pig? No, they, they fed him peanut butter. CGI P-I-G? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was CGI, yes. No. They fed no, him it was It was like no. 90s. I don't think it was CGI. Unless they had LucasArts working on that. The animals yeah. in Babe were, were real. I'm almost certain of that. Scott watched they were real. two nights ago. Oh, now I gotta look it up. They were they real, them but they, I think they... <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin this for him, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> Marty, he's not old enough to know that Babe doesn't actually oh. talk. Yeah, I don't know what CGI <laughs> means, but I know those Wait, pigs were talking. CGI? Do you mean P-I-G? <laughs> yes, he's a pig. The budget... The budget for this movie was eight hundred million dollars. They spent it all on animal talking. Well, they technology, started by teaching here. the the sheep "Ba Ram You." They started off with the, something really basic, easy, like it's already in their wheelhouse, and then they just expanded out from there. Yeah, they taught the sheep how to talk by getting him addicted to cigarettes, and then mm. they wouldn't give him cigarettes after he was addicted until he would talk and ask for it them. One best oscar for visual effects that year so it had to be cgi that doesn't entirely. mean anything visual you effects think they gave visual CGI? effects yeah you, you didn't see when babes came up and gave the acceptance speech oh, you fucking God. idiot <laughs> <laughs> okay now i'm googling was babe cgi they are a combination of real and animatronic that's not so cgi I, idiot yeah. it's not cgi <laughs> yeah how did it get best visual effects then? That's so good. Because the animatronics were mean. great and that pig was a good actor. Yeah. That'll do, God. pig. That'll do. That's a cute pig, though. Aw, oh, a little piggy. What was the plot of Babe? Did he win the fair? Yeah. Yeah. You okay, know, so that's the fair, sheep. you know how the fair is just kind of a big pig competition? <laughs> I mean, that's actually, we that's all not, know that. that's not untrue. That's, it's also not untrue. Yes. I was going to say, like calling I know it, tons of people. Wait, that. you call it a fair? Our state just calls it the big pig compo. Yeah. <laughs> we live in the same state, Kelly. Babe was about a pig who wanted to be a sheepdog. And so, Babe, he doesn't win the pig contest. Yes. He, wins he wins the sheepdog sheep contest. Okay, so if you yes. win the sheepdog contest, do they eat Do they eat you? Do they eat the They eat the dogs? dog. That's if the Babe fair. wins, they, they, because Babe won, they ate the dog. Marty's disgusted. He's the only one of us that's a dog owner. So yeah, so this is the bar. This now. is what he won't laugh at. Jesus Christ! <laughs> if we ever Come watch on. a spoof yeah. movie where there's a joke about eating so dogs, precious. Marty's gonna be like zero out of ten. Yeah, we're not reviewing this movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me too much of Odd. And yet, the Ugh. name of your favorite movie is Man Bites Dog. So explain that. Favorite. He has gone on the record. Not- Instead yeah, of this is not favorite my favorite movie. movie. 
Not I love this. Routine. I play this at Christmas. <laughs> I have played it at Christmas before, though. Yeah. <laughs> For your parents. Parents. Did not go over well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see like, what I'm learning at film this? school. <laughs> you have to watch this, Mama and Papa. Yeah. This is what the big city kids watch. <laughs> I had my bindle over my back, and in my bindle is just one DVD of Man Bites Dog. <laughs> and a portable DVD player. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we watch it like we're in the backseat of an old uh, Ford Windstar man. Yeah. You're watching it in the factory he's hanging out in. <laughs> did, we, did we talk? Did we finish the segment? Is there a I'm quiz? waiting on you, buddy. Oh. For what? For a novelty product? For me? Unless, oh, Kelly, unless, Kelly, do you have a novelty product? I got that novelty product, boys. It is a classic, and it also is a desk ornament. It's a ball oh. ball clacker. I didn't even actually look up the name of this thing. Here's what it sounds like. Here's what it sounds like, guys. Oh, wait, it hit my hand. It's not going to play. It's going to play. What? Listen. No, it's not. Ooh, it did play. Ooh, how satisfying. Wait, is yours broken, Kelly? It's not it great. Going. It's not a it's yeah. not I I don't think it's broken. It just needs some WD forty. Dude, the Are fact that like, it goes back even once is amazing, I say. Yeah. Aren't they called like Einstein balls or something like Newton's that? Newton's balls. Yeah, Newton's balls. Newton's, Newton's cradle. Balls. Einstein's balls. Yeah, they're all called Einstein's. Yeah, you know balls. the guy who's knows way more than Sir Isaac Newton because he was in the 20th yeah. century. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he knew his balls. He knew of Pokemon, dude. What? <laughs> Kelly, do you have a quiz? Yeah, no. And me? again, my thing was crazy. My the thing I said was wild. I have a really. Oh man, this is just setting the bar super low for quizzes. I call it the clap yeah. quiz, and Ooh. I'm not going to explain it any further than that. Uh, it's a pretty simple quiz. <laughs> you see, you, the the answers are all one word. I'm going to go okay. back and forth. You each get, I think, four questions, and Whoa. we'll start with Marty. Marty, this is your question. If you get it wrong, okay. Scott can steal. This messenger app's core team is largely drawn from the founders of Ludicorp, the company that created Flickr. It's a one-word answer. I know this. this I know this. The clack quiz. What am I answering? I'm so confused. There was no question. Time's up. Scott, you read me. It was. It's. It's in a. It's in Jeopardy form. You fool. Well, it's. It's. I mean, it's just like yeah. It's just one word answer. This messenger apps. Oh. You want to okay. try again? You, get, let it. him give it to him again. Give it to him again. Okay, okay. Yeah, give it to me again. Give me that. Now I'm 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 not dumb. I anymore. mean, really, I, the I've only relevant information, I'm gonna give you the handicap version. It's a messenger app. <laughs> okay. Facebook Messenger. No. <laughs> Scott. Okay. I think there's a key piece of information that we may be missing and <laughs> that that's... I'm not gonna give you just Yeah, yet. well Marty will get it when I say this. Is the answer Slack? You got it. That's a point for Scott. So, Marty, the answer in the clack quiz was slack. Let's see if you can figure out the next Okay. <laughs> I don't get it. I still don't get it. <laughs> this is a platforming beat-em-up video game developed by SCE Japan Studio. Okay. Um, Street Fighter? <laughs> Scott? 
Um, it's, uh, video game ack? <laughs> no, it is knack. Oh. No points. <laughs> Uh, Ooh, I love Knack. Knack is a great game. One Mr. Morrison wrote a famous 90s one-hit wonder proclaiming the return of this. Or of the this. Return of the king. <laughs> <laughs> Scott? Is it uh, the Mac? Yeah, Scott's got two points. Marty, nice. really not getting this. Really hamming yeah, this I'll up. Be- how many are the last last question worth? Well, I would also I wouldn't have gotten that question anyway. Here, this one you can get this one, Marty. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'd prefer if this stay off my teeth and stay in my trophy case. Oh, we're talking about, of course, plaque. Yeah, you got it. Oh, I was gonna Yay. say Targer. <laughs> Yay, I got it. And into my fish fry. All right, we'll 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 give Marty one more. And then Scott Ooh. Scott will get the last one to try to win. I like that I've gotten to go first every <laughs> single time. I'm the cleanup crew, baby. Yeah. Don't don't step on this or you'll break your mother's. Oh, crack and back. Okay, crack was right. Okay, well two points. Yeah, that works. We'll give you two points. Whatever. Two I don't points. care. Two points. Oh, what so the hell Scott, her? Scott, this is the last question of the new low bar quiz on our podcast. The shittiest segment we've ever done. No, no, no. The napkins. Kelly. Okay. The, I talked about House on the Rock. I described a building for a product one week. Let's Scott, can't get any lower for the that. tie. One of this American gag-a-day comic strip's main character's catchphrases. Oh, I know this. Uh, is this, are we talking about Kathy? Yes, sir. I need, I, I'm I can't asking say. the judges. I can't say if I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna go it's, on a limb and I say we're discussing Aki. I mean, Aki. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say we're discussing Aki, and I'm gonna Kath. Final answer. Oh, oh he makes them up. Freudian slip. <laughs> I win. That's true. I do want to fuck Aki. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what a fun quiz. Uh, that was great, Kelly. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, you're that. so welcome. I really hope that lifted everyone's <laughs> spirits after discussing a passed away person's bad movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're having a hard time dealing with Carl Reiner's death, just listen to Kelly's segment. Again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Out of all the things that have happened this year, the thing that's really getting to me is Carl Reiner's death. Is <laughs> that 95 year old man dying. Too taken from like, us too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Regis Philbin just died too. A lot of old I comic know. legends. We'll get to that. Taken before their prime. It's we'll get to that next week. <laughs> and that's gonna do it for us. Uh, thanks for. Oh my God! If you're still listening, my God! If you're still listening, turn yourself into the FBI right now because <laughs> you are a registered serial killer by this point. If you're still listening, you might be the FBI. And stay tuned for the most important part. This is how you make a bomb. This is how you make a pipe bomb. (laughs) Kelly, shut up. No, we appreciate it. Goodbye.